بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله uh, I hope you can watch me and hear me uh, if I receive the confirmation then we can start Alhamdulillah, we managed to finish Munajatul Arifin. Of course, we have to remember the content and try to, inshallah, achieve it. The next Munajat is Munajatul Zakirin, the whispered prayers of those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikr is very important concept, very, very important. And indeed, uh, in my study of Islamic spirituality, according to the Quran, I have come to the conclusion that the main thing, the most fundamental thing, is dhikr. Not dhikr in the sense of remembering Allah by your tongue, invocating some of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is very important, but not just that. Remembrance in a very, very broad sense very comprehensive sense that it has in the Quran. Even when we read the Quran, we find that our acts of worship, our ibadah, whether it is salat or fasting or hajj, are social acts or political acts not only should be performed while we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but also they should themselves be instances of remembrance of Allah so not only about salat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَغِمْ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ Establish prayer for my remembrance. Or, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرِ Truly, salat prohibits bad actions, ugly actions. A person who performs Salat, a proper Salat, would not do anything bad. But then Allah says, Waladikrullahi Akbar. But remembrance of Allah is more than this. We don't just um, say our Salat so that we don't do mischief. So if that is the reason, so the people who are good, the people who are pious, why they say Salat? They, they are not mischief makers. Even if they don't say Salat, they don't do mischief. 
part of the benefit of Salat is not to do mischief. But even if you don't do mischief, still there is more to get from Salat. And that is the remembrance of Allah. وَلَذِكْرُ Akbar. Someone like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is so high that he would not need Salat to stop him from doing bad things. Even before advent of Islam, he was not doing bad things. For him, Salat is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Uh, this is about Salat, about Hajj. You remember the verses of the Quran about Hajj. And in particular, some of the very important uh, moments stations in Hajj is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course all of it is to remember Allah but particularly specifically it's mentioned in the Quran for example الحرام, in Mash'ar you should remember Allah in Mena you should remember Allah during Tawaf you should remember Allah when it comes to something socio-political like the movement of Prophet Musa wa Harun alayhim as-salam Allah says la taniya fi dhikri should have sufficient remembrance of me should have as best as possible my remembrance Prophet Musa himself when asked Allah for being given great capacity and removing the blockage from his tongue and making his affairs easy and being given his brother as his helper he said all this is so that we, either meaning me and Harun, or means we hold Bani Israel, would be in a state that we can glorify you more, remember you more. So why Musa السلام, has problem with Pharaoh? You can say because Pharaoh was torturing Bani Israel, was doing zone to them, was killing their children, was claiming to be their Lord. And these are all true and we have them in the Quran also. But in a deeper level, we can say, Pharaoh was a person who was not giving people ability to remember Allah in its complete sense. Maybe he was not, for example, stopping them from going to their places of worship, but that is not enough. They were not able to have remembrance of Allah completely. A society in which 
there is torture, a society in which there is discrimination, a society in which there is injustice, a society in which someone like Pharaoh is ruling, it's not a society which can remember Allah. A society which remembers Allah is a society in which everything is perfect, everything is in order, everything helps humanity to develop and flourish. If a society which is remembering Allah means a society which is turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and exposing itself to the light coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how does society remain in darkness in any aspect of its life? It's impossible. When you are faced towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the most merciful, in that society there must be no cruelty, no selfishness, if that society remembers Allah. So remembrance of Allah is such an important concept in the Quran that, as I said, my understanding is that indeed this is the fundamental, the most fundamental aspect of Islamic spirituality. Imam Ali salam, with all the knowledge that he has of the Quran, he says, I seek closeness to you, O Allah, with remembrance. By remembering you, I come to you. And elsewhere he says in the same dua I come in. Ya man ismuhu dawa'un wa dhikruhu shifa'un Or the one whose name is medicine and whose remembrance which should come when you take the medicine is healing, is shifa'. So if remembrance of Allah is our healing power it means that our problems come when we forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any problem. So it's such a fundamental, such a, I can say, substantial, essential aspect of Islamic spirituality. Now let us see what our beloved Imam, Imam Zainul Abidin offers in this Munajat. Of course, it starts with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ilahi, lawla al-wajibu min qabooli amrik lanazzahtuka min dhikri iyyak. O Allah, my Lord, were it not necessary for us to obey your command which is telling us to remember you if it were not because of you asking us to remember you I would have 
declared you far too exalted for me to remember you. So had it not been that you have asked me and therefore permitted me to remember you, I would have not dared to remember you. <coughs> Why? Because remembering Allah, which means either mentioning his names or with mentioning his name or even without mentioning his names. When you remember him, when you turn to him, it means that you ask him to turn to you. You want to speak to him. You want to have a conversation with him. You have to want to have a, an encounter with him. Who gives us permission to invite Allah to a conversation anytime that we like? Apart from him himself. Otherwise, who am I? How can I dare to say to Allah, listen to me, I want to come to you, I want to speak to you, I want to mention your names with my tongue which I have polluted with saying bad words. You know that in some religious traditions, they didn't have permission to mention the specific name of God. That particular name was banned to be mentioned because it's a sacred name and people should not mention that name as a matter of awe and respect. In Islam, we are permitted to remember Allah all the time, during day or night, walking or sitting or sleeping. Even when you are in the bathroom, in the washroom, always you should remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are permitted to use all his beautiful names. Ayyanma husna. You can say Allah, you can say Ar-Rahman, you can say Ar-Rahim, you can say Ya Ghafur, Ya Rahim, Ya Kareem, everything. So this is an honor for us that Allah has given us this ability is permission to use different names of him and remember him. Not only he has permitted, he has asked us to do this because he knows how much we need to remember him. He knows that how much his servant would suffer if he doesn't remember him. So our understanding must be that we don't take this for granted. We should always appreciate this great honor that we have received from Allah that we can and we should remember Him. 
So we start this munajat by saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, My Lord, if it was not that you have asked me to remember you, I would have glorified you. So I would have said that you are too great to be remembered by me. Who am I to remember you? Imagine remembrance is not just mentioning the name of Allah. Remembrance of Allah means opening, starting a conversation. Is having an encounter with Allah. Drawing His face towards your face by turning your face towards Him. It's very beautiful it's a bilateral relation and this is why Allah says of course he remembers all his creatures but this special remembrance of Allah which is remembrance of care and love and support and guidance is a special remembrance of Allah for those who remember him if you remember me, I remember you. Those who forget Allah, they are not remembered by Allah in this special sense. They are ignored. Okay, so opening this conversation with Allah, this encounter with Allah, this meeting with Allah is such an important thing that we first acknowledge this great honor. Then, عَلَىٰ أَنَّ ذِكْرِي لَكْ بِقَدْرِ لَا بِقَدْرِكْ أو بِقَدْرِ قَدْرَ and قَدْر both are correct. عَلَىٰ أَنَّ ذِكْرِي لَكْ بِقَدْرِ لَا بِقَدْرِكْ Another point that I have to confess is that my remembrance of you is according to my size, my measure, not yours. Can I remember Allah in the greatness that He has? Or I would be able to remember him according to my size, my capacity. When you speak about a great, for example, scientist, a great scholar, how much you can remember his knowledge? Only as much as you understand not as much as he has our remembrance of Allah who is perfect who is absolute who is infinite cannot be absolute and perfect and infinite because it's our remembrance although it's remembrance of Allah but because the doer the agent for this remembrance is us, 
it would be limited. If you have a mirror and you face this mirror towards sun or towards any object which is big, which is too bright, too big, so the mirror is facing towards that object, but how much this mirror can show? Can it show can, uh, that object in its real size, with its real qualities, or it would reduce it to its measure, to its size, to its capacity, its capability of reflection. So, anadhikri lak, my remembrance of you, the qadri is according to my measure, my size. La the qadri, not according to your measure, not according to your infinite greatness. وَمَا عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَبْلُغَ مِغْدَارِي حَتَّى أُجْعَلَ مَحَلًا لِتَقْدِيسِكَ And my scope, my measure, can hardly reach the point where I may be a locus for glorifying. Even glorifying Allah, even saying that Allah is greater and better and more perfect than a physical object, than a human being, than anything that you can imagine. Allah is greater than anything that you can imagine. Again, this glorification it's not possible to be done incomplete because again those things that I want to negate from Allah I will do them according to my understanding people depending on how high they are in their understanding they glorify Allah there have been people among believers in different traditions that they thought that you can believe in God but still they thought that God can have physical presence God can have hand and foot God can eat God may have you know for example, a donkey or horse. You remember the conversation that a person had in the time of Prophet Musa asking Allah, Oh Allah, where is your horse or donkey that I feed? So, such people, although they know that, for example, Allah doesn't do anything bad, so they can glorify Allah in that respect, but you see, the glorification is very limited. They haven't understood that Allah is not eating or drinking or doesn't have, you know, 
horse or donkey to move. Now imagine when it comes to even people who are scholars, who are theologians, who know all these things that are to be negated from Allah, still when it comes to their understanding of God, their conception of God, which is now very much refined, still what they think of God is not really God. I mean, it's not perfectly God. It's not 100% matching what God is. They have come very much forward. There has been a great progress in refining our understanding of God. But still, God is greater. Allahu Akbar bin Yusuf, He is greater than any description. He cannot be described. Whatever we think of God, we have to do it with tasbih. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasafoon. Your Lord, your Lord of honor and dignity should be glorified with respect to what they describe of Him. Yes, there is only one group, and that is Ibadullah al-Mukhlasin, the purified servant of Allah, that their description of God, their praise of God, doesn't need tasbih. They know how to describe God. In any case, my limited capacity is making it even difficult for me to glorify you. It's making it very difficult to become a place of tasbih for you. When Allah Himself is a musabbih, is a person who glorifies Allah, because you know one of people that glorifies Allah is Allah Himself. When Allah says, Subhanalladi asra bi'abdihi laylan min al masjid al haram ila al masjid al aqsa. Or when he says, Subhan Rabbika Rabbil Izzat Amma Yasafoon. Or Subhanallah Amma Yasafoon. Who is doing this tasbih? <coughs> this is Allah Himself. So, how can I compare my tasbih to Allah's tasbih? Or when Prophet does tasbih, how can I compare my tasbih with, Allah, with the Prophet's, Rasulullah's tasbih? I cannot. So, even I have problem with tasbih, with saying that Allah is free from mistakes, from problems, from shortcomings, from limitedness. Because even in this, again, I am looking at it from a limited perspective. So now imagine what would be my, my description of God, my praising of God, my remembrance of God. So it's limited. Okay. Now, Despite the fact that we are not very capable of remembering Allah completely, and despite the fact that we are not by ourselves feeling right to remember Allah unless He permits us, still it is great that we have such a blessing 
from Allah that we remember him continuously. Such a great honor for us. Instead of struggling to find, for example, even one time in your life that you would be able to have a conversation with Allah, to turn towards Allah and draw his attention towards you, you can remember him all the time and alhamdulillah you are able to remember him all the time it's like people struggling to see once a great personality in their life many people cannot see for example the king of the country the president of the country many people cannot see their marja they live far, the Marjais, not living in their town, even if they live in that town, it's not easy to always see. He is busy, lots of responsibilities, too many people wanting to see him, it's very difficult. So if you see him once or on occasion, you will be very happy. If you see a king once or on occasion, you will be very happy. But now, alhamdulillah, we have such a blessing from Allah that we are always in touch with Him. Our line is connected to Him all the time. Of course, as far as Allah is concerned, it means that He gives us this opportunity. And alhamdulillah, we are people that to some extent, we continuously remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We say our salat five times a day. We end our salat with tasbihat of Lady Fatima. During the day we remember him. Our remembrance is very limited. Limited in time, limited in quality, because still we are doing some of bad things. But still it is good that we have this continuous remembrance of Allah. We should try to keep it constant and we should try to have it in its full sense. <coughs> So that nothing bad would come from us. So, among your greatest favors to us, upon us, is is the continuation of your remembrance on our times. وَإِذْنُكَ لَنَا بِدْعَائِكَ And your permission to us to supplicate you. وَتَنْزِيهِكَ وَتَسْبِيحِكَ And to glorify you and to declare that you are exalted. So it is a great blessing that you have given us to remember him, to glorify you and to have it on a regular basis, continuously. Now, we are asking you, please enable us to remember him all the time, in all circumstances, whether we are alone or in assemblies, in private and in public, which is what, inshallah, we are going to discuss next week. When we are 
alone and when we are with people. Inshallah, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, we can have uh, some questions. If there is any question, I am happy to address. Uh, these days, because uh, Fajr prayer is around uh, the time of our webinar, so we start a bit uh, later, but I will stop uh, at the time which was decided because it would be then maybe too late for some of you. So we have only a few minutes left. Can you give, this is the first question, can you a practical example of where and when you can do zikr of Allah? You can remember Allah, you can do zikr anytime and any place. And inshallah we will talk about it in next week. There is no limit. Yes, there are places which are better for remembrance of Allah. Like the places of worship. In your house, the place that you normally say your prayer is better compared to other parts of the house. A mosque is better. A place which is dedicated to God and is built or even if it is not built with this purpose, it is now purchased and dedicated to remembrance of Allah. Many people go there to remember Allah. Everything there hopefully reminds you of God. You see the prayer hall. You see Mu'mineen. So this place is a place which is very good for remembrance of Allah. To go to the Masjid al-Haram, Masjid al-Nabi, the shrines. So these are places which are much better for remembrance of Allah. But this doesn't mean that you cannot remember Allah in other places. In Islam, we have this beautiful concept that every place can be a place for remembrance of Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, جُعْلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ مَسْجَدًا The whole earth has been made for me as a place for sajda and as a purifying object. Earth is tahur. You can, you know, use earth for tayammum. Even the water comes from our planet. And masjid, you do sajda on the earth. Which part of the earth? Any part of the earth. North, south, east, west, everywhere you can remember Allah, you can say your prayer. Yes, there are exceptions. For example, if a place belongs to someone, then you have to get permission. That's another issue. Otherwise, if you have the permission or if it is not a private you know, property, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say you can only remember me in the mosque or church. He says you can remember me anytime, any place. So, there is no restriction from Allah's side. Why we cannot remember him all the time and in all places? 
that is our shortcoming, that is our problem, that needs exercise, that needs uh, practice to learn how to remember him all the time and in all circumstances so that we can become like those people that Allah said الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقْعُودًا وَعَلَىٰ جُنُوبَهِمْ Those who remember Allah while they are standing or sitting or even when they are lying and they want to sleep or those that Allah says رَجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْعٌ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Even when they are selling or buying nothing can make them forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is possible it needs practice like for example <clears throat> when you are a practice driver you can drive and at the same time you can listen to radio this shows that we have ability to have good focus on something and at the same time remember something else but the example of Allah's remembrance is even greater than this instead of driving and on the side of driving listen to the Quran for example or do tasbih even your driving should become an act of remembrance of Allah this is the beauty of remembrance of Allah you don't need to have separate space for remembrance of Allah yes it is good to have times that you remember Allah and try not to do anything else but I'm saying that even everything else that you do can be done with the spirit of remembrance of Allah you shop go for shopping you drive you walk, you eat, you drink, you talk to people. All of them you can do it as acts of remembrance of Allah. Not that you speak to one a person and try at the same time to remember Allah. It's much more than that. Try to speak to that person as an act of remembrance of Allah. Try to speak to that person, but with this understanding that when I'm speaking to him, I want to turn to Allah. My speech must be turning to Allah. My speech must be an act of receiving light and reflecting light. So this is making you able to remember him all the time and jump and fly towards the heights of light and perfection. Do non-living things like stones remember Allah? Yeah. Very good question. Yes, everything remembers Allah, but we don't use the notion of dhikr for them. Because dhikr is used for something that can remember or not remember. Dhikr is for those who may have nisyan, forgetfulness or they don't remember for the angels who remember all the time for non-living beings who remember Allah all the time 
We don't use the concept of zikr. We use the concept of tasbih, the concept of hamd. They glorify Allah. They praise Allah. But we don't say they do zikr because zikr is used where can be non-zikr as well. You know, this is what we call Adam Malake. For example, we don't say that a stone because it's not a man, so it's a woman. Or because it is not, for example, Alam, so it is Jahil. There are concepts that are to be used for a subject that can accept both conditions. Something that can be man or woman, then we can say it's man or if it is not man, it's woman. It is Adam or it is Jahid. But something that cannot be any of the two, then we don't use this concept for So we don't say a stone is a woman or is a man because it's not the opposite. Or a stone is Jahil because it's not Alem. No, we say Jahil to someone that can be Alem. We say Zakir to someone that can have forgetfulness. Even when it comes to uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have this Zikr for Allah because this Zikr, as I said, it's possible to be stopped by Allah. Allah can remember you and can stop remembering you. You can become Nasyan Mansiya, you can be forgotten by Allah. But in this special sense, not that he totally forgets you, he forgets that there is such a person like you. No, it means that he doesn't remember you with love, with support, you are ignored. Although he sees you, but he ignores you. So, Zikr is used for something that can have non-Zikr, can have the opposite. But if something remembers Allah all the time, we don't use the concept of dhikr for him, we use the concept of tasbih and hamd. This is the Quranic way of talking about people. If you want to generalize the term and say, I say all of these are dhikr, that's another issue. But Quran is very careful and very precise. As far as I have done research, I don't find any place that Quran says that a stone is doing zikr. But Quran says everything is doing tasbih and hamd. Everything glorifies Allah and praises Allah. Okay, it seems that this was the last question. And Alhamdulillah, this session also uh, came to an end. We thank Allah for giving us this opportunity to have these reflections on the beautiful whispered prayers of Imam Zainul Abidin. May Allah enable us to remember him all the time in all places. May Allah enable us to help other people to remember Allah. A mu'min should be a source of inspiration for other people to remember Allah. As Prophet Isa said in reply to the question, whom should we take as our friends? To whom we should befriend? He said three things. One was, Man yudhakrukumullah ru'yatu.
the one that when you remember when you look at him or her reminds you of Allah so how beautiful it is instead of this person making me forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he reminds me of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mu'minin must be all like this mu'minin should be source of inspiration for other people being with a mu'min must encourage people to remember Allah so inshallah Allah make all of you able to remember him all the time and to be source of inspiration and courage for other people to remember Allah may Allah inshallah protect your family and the community and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to be always on the right path thank you very much for your attention and inshallah remember us in your du'as we are greatly in need of your du'as alhamdulillah rabbil alamin